Did you ever wonder how homeschooled kids get sex ed? I guess in school it's a specific class you take, probably in a unit in health class. In our family, it's just been an ongoing thing, especially today in light of some things that have transpired in my kids' lives. Today's post is an open letter to them. I am sharing it publicly because sex abuse is everywhere and I'm just hoping it might spur some honest questions and discussion in your own homes. I'm Shannon Hayes, and you're listening to The Hearth of Sapbush Hollow. Welcome to the Hearth of Sapbush Hollow, chronicles and lessons from a life tied to family, community, and the land. I'm Shannon Hayes, and I operate Sapbush Hollow Farm with three generations of my family in the northern Catskill Mountains of upstate New York. I'm the chef-owner of Sapbush Cafe, a farm-to-table and neighbor-to-neighbor experience, open Saturdays 9 to 2 in our tiny hamlet of West Fulton. And I'm also the author of a few books, including Radical Homemakers, The Grass-Fed Gourmet, and my newest title, Redefining Rich, which has just been released from Ben Bella Books. Dear Sersha and Ula, A few nights ago, you climbed into bed with me, as you have done since you were small children, to tell me about your days, to ask me questions about growing up, to simply be close. I suppose at 18 and 14, you're supposed to be too old for this. You are never too old for this. Especially on this night, both your eyes wet with tears and wide with confusion. Sexual abuse has come into your lives. You are not victims, nor are you perpetrators. But in this instance, you know both. They're friends, peers, and to your surprise and shock, you care for both individuals involved. You want to hate, and you cannot find it. It would all be so much easier if you could do that. Instead, you are flummoxed by your fear, your sadness, and your confusion. And you want words from me, your mother, words of comfort, clear-headed direction, sensible opinions that you could adopt. As much as I want to find these words for you, 
I have none. Words of comfort belittle the crime. Clear-headed direction would be ignorant advice. Sensible opinions would ring hollow. I only lie on my pillow, my arms around you both, my shoulders growing damp from your tears, praying to every spirit for the wisdom to take you through these moments, to give you the words that will carry you forward with confidence, strength, and kindness, but that will also spin a spell of protection around you both, sparing us all from any deeper wounds surrounding your developing sexuality. No such words come to me. How do we protect ourselves? How have we managed to remain so sheltered? Sersha asks. Again, I have no answer in the moment. But today, in this letter, I will try my best to answer you. Your father and I truly did want to shelter you both from every pain imaginable, from domestic violence, manipulation, coercion, sexual abuse. We raised you in a home where we never denied our love for you, nor for each other. Especially that time you locked in on us. God, that was embarrassing. We raised you among friends, neighbors, and customers who cared for you as though you were their own. And if surrounding you with loving, caring people is sheltering, then so be it. You have been sheltered. But your dad and I would argue that you haven't been sheltered. You have never asked a question that wasn't answered. From the time you were little, I've talked about sex with you, about its role in a loving partnership, about the importance of not letting anyone touch you or come close to you if you are in the slightest bit unsure. We've talked about menstrual cycles and fertility, hormones and urges, about confusion and communication. You've witnessed the rams on the ewes, the roosters on hens, helped with artificial insemination, and delivered countless baby animals into this world. You've dealt with castrations, prolapses, and the complications of birth. You've helped dust pollen on flowers, witnessed dragonflies defend their mating territories, and listened to the calls of chickadees as they try to woo a partner. You've sat with us beside Rossman Pond as the geese have paired off, then joined us to count the goslings. You have been raised to understand sexuality as a natural part of life. You have been raised to expect humans to be kind. My dear girls, you have not been sheltered about sexuality and love. To the contrary, you have been taught day in and day out what it is supposed to be, which is why you are so quick to identify when something is wrong and why you lie here on this bed, tears pouring down your faces for the pain that your friends are going through. You recognize their suffering. And in that recognition, you come to me to talk, as you've done in the past. You may not know the exact terminology to describe the abuse your friends have endured, but your intuition, your deeper understanding about sexuality and love has kicked in. You've always found me on this bed at the end of each day, told your stories, and asked your questions. And in your openness, Dad and I have been able to help you. You have not been sheltered. 
You have chosen to remain unsheltered by gifting us with your trust. But as each day passes, I'm keenly aware of your increasing independence. You can drive yourselves wherever you want to go. You are entitled to your secrets. And I grow increasingly aware of the limits to my parenting. There are those who you will meet in this world whose experience with sexuality and power is different from your own. Have we taught you enough? I'm forever fearing that we haven't. I so desperately want to set you loose in this world equipped with every bit of strength, knowledge, and skill to thwart any attacker, see through any manipulation, and avoid every possible mistake to be free of pain and suffering. And I can't. To be alive is to be vulnerable. There are no secret weapons or magic words of protection that I can offer, except this. We love you, no matter what. Shit happens. You should try to avoid it when you can, but it is not always possible. And that's where the love of your family kicks in. It will follow you on your adventures. It will hold you in your pain. It will push you to stand up and try again. Call that sheltered, if you like. I prefer to think of it as being fortified. And when you extend that love out into the world, even at the risk of getting hurt, the fortress grows stronger. Are you loving this podcast? I hope so. If you're like me, you are forever on a quest to live more deeply, make time for what matters, and still keep the bills paid. For me, that quest for deep living means my 2021 podcasting season will soon be wrapping up for the year. I require downtime where I live more quietly to tap into my creativity, to focus on homeschooling, and to work on other writing projects. So if you're worried about missing these podcasts through the winter, there are over 50 back episodes that you can download, as well as over a decade worth of blog post essays on the RadicalHomemaker.net. Also, be sure to pick up a copy of my new book, Redefining Rich, Achieving True Wealth with Small Business, Side Hustles, and Smart Living, where I talk about the balance between being creative and changing the world and recognizing the riches right under your nose. I also give a lot of helpful advice about money and small business and lots of stories, so don't miss it. If you want to keep up with our adventures through the fall and winter, be sure to follow at Sapbush Shannon and at Sapbush Hollow Farm on Instagram or Shannon Hayes and Sapbush Hollow Farm on Facebook. Sapbush Cafe will remain open through the fall on Saturdays from 9 to 2 with indoor and outdoor dining. And remember, masks are back. We ask that all customers remain masked when not seated at their tables. Don't worry, we'll still have lots of fun. The light is changing and the seasons are turning. It's time to think about filling your freezer for winter. If you're within driving distance, be sure to check out our CSA meat shares for great savings on our sustainably raised grass-fed beef and lamb, pastured pork and chickens, and our Thanksgiving turkeys. Learn more at sapbushfarmstore.com. 
If you want to come stay for a few nights, be sure to check out our vacation rental and tenter sites at sapbush.com. You can also visit our honor store 24 hours a day, seven days a week, featuring our meats and a selection of local organic and natural grocery items. If you enjoyed this, please take a few minutes to leave a review. This helps other folks find my work. And please share this podcast with friends and family. This really helps to get the ideas to spread. This podcast happens with the support of my patrons on Patreon. And this week, I'd like to send a shout out to my patrons, KS and Laura Stevens. Thank you, folks. I couldn't do it without you. If you'd like to help support my work, you can do so for as little as $1 a month by hopping over to Patreon and looking up Shannon Hayes. Remember, your support through the winter months gives me time to do the deeper creative work so I can come back strong and rested in the spring. In case you were wondering, this podcast was produced and edited by the sexiest man alive, my husband Bob Hooper, and the great music we're listening to comes to us from Emory. Thanks for listening, and have a great week. So in seeds and reaping dreams And I think that I am